0: what's up everybody welcome to episode nine of the just Joe podcast this episode i bring in my good friend aaron fink you may not know the name right off the top of your head but i'm sure you've heard him most notably as the guitar player for breaking benjamin for a number of years he also played in the bands called strangers with candy lifer he has his own solo project aaron fink and is now also playing in the band earshot we talk about all those things we talk about the music industry and we talk about our friendship that has spanned almost 20 years at this point. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Aaron Fay. This podcast is brought to you by Tizmart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Guys, you like smoking cigars? Ladies, you like smoking cigars? You can go there. You can buy some of the finest cigars in the area. You can also sit in the lounge and relax and enjoy them in a nice, nice environment. Check out Tizmart Cigar Shop and Lounge located in Burton in the 5501 Bartell Road. Tizmart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Hello. Dude, what's up? Mr. Altier, what's up, bud? Not a man. <laughs> Freaking. Living the dream, man.
1: Yeah. Take one of the ivories. Yeah,
0: man. What a freaking <laughs> crazy... Dude, you're you're driving... When you come up here, do you... Which way do you end up going to Utica? You go all the way up to Syracuse and then over?
1: Um... I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe not. No. Uh, I think there's some split near Binghamton, if I remember. Oh, yeah.
0: You could take... It. It's like 80... Four eighty-seven 87 or something like that.
1: 84.
0: Yeah. And that that's, scooch, that's scooch you up that way. That's actually probably a quicker way. And then you still yeah, got to do and a couple. There's like
1: a, right. There's like a series of back roads. Yeah. Actually, it's a series. It's just like one back road for like an hour.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty Why cool drive. <laughs> so when we're going to talk about it here, one thing I will not bring up, as I mean, obviously we'll talk about Brinkie Benjamin, but I'm not going to bring up the ending or any of that bullshit. That's just... I don't give a fuck about it, and I'm sure you don't either, so. it was like 10 years ago, Yeah. So, you know, we'll talk about whatever, I mean, so. And I just kind of talk about whatever, and we'll see where the conversation goes. So, we rolling, Cody? We good? All right. So, welcome to Just Joe Podcast. My guest this week, my good friend, guitarist extraordinaire, I can't even say that word, uh, Aaron Fink. What's up, buddy? Hey Joe, chicken man. Nothing, man. It's 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 good to talk to you, man. You and I, like every once in a blue moon, get to finally like you know shoot yeah. the shit shoot the shit and you know. But you know we're yeah, it's been kinda, a while. Yeah, but we uh, always get a chance to you know. The beauty of social media is we get to creep on each other's lives and see what each other <laughs> is, is is doing. So yeah, right. for 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 those of you listening right now, uh, I may not know Aaron's name. I'm sure you've heard him playing over many years. I mean. I'm going to try to list all the bands that I can think of right now, and starting with, like, the, that I know of. Like we'll start with Strangers with Candy, yep. Lifer, Breaking Benjamin, Dogstar Champion, Solo. Startup. Yep. Startup. Solo. Yep. And then there's yep. the other thing you got going on down there, the Gentleman, what is that? Gentleman East. Gentleman East, and now Earshot.
1: I mm, was another group called the Badleys. Oh, yeah. Which was... Popular group in Pennsylvania,
0: That's right? So I mean, and and if if anyone listens to all all the, all the array of things I just listed, you would you will see a quite a diversity in music. You know, it's not like yeah. hey, he's he's in metal bands or he's in rock bands. He's in no, you're in a little bit of everything, man. Which is
1: yeah, man, I like it all. Yeah, um, What's and you? so my taste in music is is. You know, lots of variety. And I, you know, I probably said in the past, I like everything from Beethoven to Pantera. Like, yeah. I, I love it all, man. Yeah. Uh, I, draw, I listen to those things. I draw from those things on the guitar. I like to, um, you know, mess around in different genres and stuff. I've played in, a, a, you know, and in, in, I've sat in with reggae bands. I've, you know, lots of different stuff. So, um,. To me, there's like two types of music, good and bad. So, yeah, exactly, I, I'm not genre specific. I don't prejudge stuff. I give everything shot. Only thing, maybe I prejudge a little bit, is country music. Man, it's, it's hard to sell me on modern country. I'm open to, I'm open to sales pitches, but man, it's oh, that's the yeah. only genre of music I just can't really. Get
0: down yeah, and now that you said that, you are going to get in a, a phone call from like Eric Church or like some big country artist. Like, hey, man, you want to like a, we're putting you on retainer for twenty grand a year? Would, you want to go on the road? <laughs> well, I fuck think
1: it. that would be one I would say no to. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, mean, it's been real interesting because I've been. Wrong. I also can't play. I can't play any of those either. Maybe maybe it's me. Yeah. <laughs> we well,
0: I mean, modern country. I tell people modern country is it's it's pop music. It's not country music, you know. Yeah.
1: Actually, now that I said that, it's a lot of like rock licks and stuff. Maybe I could play that. I can't play the old old style country licks that have like you know bluegrass banjo rolls in it and like that kind of stuff. Like this is not my forte, but. The, that that, that thing are, is yeah, there's some incredible players. You know, I watch Brad Paisley play. I'm like, wow, what is that? What is he doing? It's crazy. Yeah, fantastic player.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So and 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 lately, I mean, a lot of listeners that listen to this radio station, the K Rock that mm-hmm. I'm on. um are definitely familiar with earshot, so like you, that yeah. they, they were kind of quiet for; they weren't even an active band, and then all of a sudden, now that now they're back, man. So how did that all yeah. come about? I mean, I'm sure yeah, you guys toured cool with them. Um,
1: yep, I just got back from a little tour. We I did a couple of days in Texas, and you we're know, and I think there's plans to do some more stuff in 2020. Um The, the singer kind of taking a hiatus, uh, you know, hiatus or. Um, from the group for a couple of years and did a little acoustic record. And, um, he's actually a tour manager as well on the side. So uh, yeah, we've he, been friends since back in the day and he called me up and asked me if I wanted to what uh, okay. songs and, and come play. So um, I it was you. very cool to be friends for that long and then to actually play music together. Um, I obviously had seen Earshot back in the day and was a fan and stuff, so it's been cool. And now we're, we're, we're going to write some songs and, and see what's cooking next
0: year. Yeah, see what's... I mean, I remember, I think I saw Earshot, and this was a weird bill. I think I saw them opening for Megadeth at one point.
1: I think <laughs> they were on a, a Megadeth
0: thing. tour, yeah. Okay. Which was bizarre because, you know, it was, you know, I mean, it's a great tour, but, it, like, people didn't really know, like, the Megadeth fans didn't really know what to think of Earshot, you know? And I'm like, dude, I dig it, you know what I mean? I'll listen to anything, but, like... Some of the Megadeth right. fans
1: were like, "What the fuck is this? What is this?" Yeah, kind of. Um, I was just at a show the other night um, when Primus opened up for Slayer, and I, I kind of got that. I think I know the feeling that you're talking about. I saw it. <laughs> now,
0: have you ever? Were you ever in any of your, you know, bands? You know, your bigger bands like Life or Breaking Benjamin? Did you ever get on an opening slot where you're like, "What the fuck are we? Why?
1: What are we doing uh, here?" Yeah. 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 In festival situations, that always comes up. Um, I don't know if we ever did a proper, you know, proper leg of a tour with the band that didn't make that much sense, but certainly a lot of interesting festival situations. Uh, I always think of some. We, uh, who we opened up for in life, or we opened up for, George Thorogood and. <laughs> Uh, they're not the Doobie Brothers, but it's, they're similar. Um, what the hell I call Some band from um, the 70s, right in that, that genre? Yeah. I uh, can't remember the, off the top of my head, but I thought that was an interesting lineup. Um, I love George Soviet, actually, but you know, uh, Lifer was considered a quote-unquote new metal band. Yeah. So,
0: oh, you guys are <laughs> definitely in the new metal band. And I remember... Uh, with, uh, I,
1: Benjamin, oh, I can remember a good one with that band. We the opened, there was a festival thing, and we played, and then after us um, was this cat named William Hung. Uh, it's kind of odd, like, why I chose to even audition in the first place, because uh, my, my major is civil engineering, which is not totally not related to music. Talk to me, tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it first, and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby Talk to me Tell me your sign You're switching sides like a Gemini You're playing games and now you're hitting my heart like a drum Yeah, baby She plays, She plays Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves I go crazy cause she looks like a flop, But she stings like a bee Like every girl in history Yay! Oh my God! Yay! The guy, the American Idol dude, <laughs> right? What's right? Fuck? So we like, we were like, man, I looked at the schedule right there. I'm like, man, it'd beat below that guy. I thought that ah. that was like, <laughs> that, that might,
0: that might take the cake, man. Because I had <laughs> yeah. I met from Hatebreed on not too long ago, and, and Matt and I were talking about weird lineups and stuff like that. And he, I think they, yeah. they they were on some festival and they opened for it was like Rihanna. It was like them and then Rihanna and then like yeah. <laughs> some other lineups. Wow. Just bizarre, but yeah, I mean, William Hung is definitely a definitely a cake topper right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I think he did uh, um, a Ricky Martin tune. I think he made Yeah, he it did.
0: With she bangs. She did. She bangs. I
1: think he played that. I think he played like two other songs, and then he circled back around and hit that one again. <laughs> 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 Just for good measure. That's
0: it's all he had. He's like, I got to do this twice. <laughs> This is the only reason why I was here. No, I'm going to go back cuz I remember I remember watching the first time I and it this long before I know who you were. I was watching MTV and it was like the battle of the cover bands, man, and Strangers right. with Candy was that was the band that eventually I guess became Lifer and you guys won right. the battle of the cover bands with a with a, with a ripping cover of Take on
1: Me by Aha. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, I mean that was certainly a stepping stone um that band we we did that show um because yes we did play a lot of cover songs but we weren't strictly that we always wrote our own stuff every band i've ever been in since my high school band was always most focused on writing um but you gotta slip them some covers to kind of you know get people's attention and you you, know, just, you have to do a little bit of the game. Yeah. 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 But anyways, we, we saw a great opportunity um to get some national attention. And of course we were young and we we're gonna be on M T V like, yeah, hell yeah. And um so you know, in hindsight it's a little bit weird that there were some notorieties with being covered Because that's right. exactly what we, we had in mind. But that led directly to a record like, deal with Universal Records yeah. and all that stuff, so that's I what I point. that's what
0: I figured. I think yeah, that yeah. was the natural progression. I mean you guys won that and Universal came along and you know, I, I I yeah, changed I changed the name. I think
1: mhm. They they saw that and they said, Oh, that's that's interesting. Do they write like the wrong tunes? So that was kind of the, the discussion or the interview I think. You know, um the head of the label came falls and so um
0: what a what a different what a different time that was. I mean, if you think about that now and you think about yeah. that time, I suppose like what goes on in this business now, man. it's just that
1: I, I don't know what goes
0: on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, that's I was gonna say. I don't know. Like I, I have conversations, but most of the people that I have conversation with are either you or people that are like you know, like my buddies and hate breeders, some of the other guys that are still kind of out there on the road. And and I yeah. ran into the saliva guys not too long ago, and I went and hung out with them and stuff like that. And it's like. They're kind of in their own world, and you know they're not even a part of the big label machines anymore. They kind of DIY their own shit. They just have a distribution or something like that. But like when I don't, I don't have any idea what goes on with this. But, or the deals that these kids sign because I've heard of some of these deals, man, and I can't believe right. some of these some of these people sign the record deals that they do, man. It's like
1: wow. Well, I think yeah, interesting point, and it's certainly not the way it used to be. But if I had to. Choice of sitting on my couch or signing a shitty deal. I, think I would sign the shitty deal. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> yes, I've been doing a lot of DIY stuff myself and a lot of other cats, especially the older cats, maybe they got go of the contracts and stuff. Um, in my experience and from what I've seen, I still think, call me old school. I still think being signed to the label and having a team of professionals helping you out nationwide with different stuff, um, helping you out at radio, helping you out with touring, I, I do believe that is the correct way.
0: <laughs> it's it I still think is the unless DIY
1: you- stuff is possible and it's interesting. And it you know, it feels good to get your hands dirty and and do stuff yourself. I I get that. I do it myself, I respect that. But I think the old way is better.
0: Yeah, I mean I've had this conversation. I mean we we filmed the brand new Sin show back in May and and filmed it for Yeah. For the D V D and
1: I'll be on the D V D.
0: Yeah, and yeah. And, and we got all that stuff done and dude, we were like, Yeah, we're gonna have this done. We're gonna have we're using a local studio that did all that stuff. Yeah. And like, dude, we're just finally like we're hoping to have it done like and out by like another week or so because and I'm like, Holy shit, this is where I talked to my one of my old A and R guys from Century Media <clears throat> and I was like, yeah. dude, I actually miss being on a record label in a situation like this because this is a lot of fucking work.
1: I don't like this, this is a lot part. Of work.
0: I don't like this part, There's, man.
1: Uh, I think musicians always, you know, it is fun to rag on the labels and like, oh, labels suck and stuff. And then now I think musicians are seeing how much work was done on their behalf. Behind yeah. the scenes. E- even and if you think they weren't working like, that oh, hard. <laughs> wait, maybe, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't that bad. No. You know I mean, so I certainly feel that way. Yeah. You know? uh, I certainly miss having... Or, you know
0: to yeah I mean because I mean there
1: are certain yeah.
0: bands out there that I know that dyI it a lot you know like my yeah. my boys in Mushroomhead, they do a lot themselves but it's not without yeah. without one bank they have to bankroll everything themselves and on top of that they still have a team of people they have to hire people like hey you are the sure. social media guy and this is the guy taking selling merch from when we're out on the road you know taking care of this stuff I mean they they have a company, so I mean, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of fucking work. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's rewarding, but at the same time, it's also disappointing because then you put it all out there, and you're like, oh man, how do I get people to listen to this now? You know, like, okay. hey, I got a record out, and that's it.
1: You know, right? You're doing you're doing twice the amount of work with half the results.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I, I would I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I mean, I mean, how many how many solo records have you done now? Three. They've been three now.
1: Um, I did four, and I had just. Damn. I have a fifth one ready. Of so, course you but I did.
0: <laughs> you were doing one like one a year.
1: You're like boom. I was, I was doing one a year. Not. I wasn't trying to break any records. or it's just I. I like to work fast. That's yeah. the way my brain operates. I don't like to sit around and ponder what if. I'm not that kind of guy. I like to actually do stuff. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's great. And then North Homeward, I'm not, you know, I don't aspire to be prolific or anything, but I did go through a period of the last couple of years where I was writing a lot. And I had too much free time, too much time in Pennsylvania. So I was like putting in a lot of, um, you know, maybe maybe it's not. I was being very creative and writing, you know, a couple, you know, hundreds of songs, actually. So, um, so I was doing that earlier this summer, and then I, I got the call from the earshot guys and um so that's kind of temporary on ice but i have i have some tunes I have to right. cut it's it's, I have,
0: it's cool to do all that man and i mean you spent i mean how many years was breaking Benjamin from start to finish for you that was like what two thousand one probably ish to
1: the second version yeah I, we were in a uh, first version of that in the late nineties oh really, and then. Mm-hmm. Because the um, the original guys were all went the high school together, and then um, that kind of broke off and became Stranger Than and then I went back to the band that I was in before that. So you know what I mean. Um, so, but the thing where it was popular and people knew about it, I guess, was about two thousand one to two thousand. Yeah, because we eleven or twelve.
0: Something like that. No. Yeah, it was good tenures, cause <laughs> yeah, ten years. Because I remember when we were getting sign when we signed our first record deal to that little label Now or Never Records and at that time the guy that owned yeah. that record label was involved in some way shape or form of shopping you also with with your, that manager at the time Larry Mazer, and I remember hearing the demos of like Polly Amherst and I'm just like and he was playing he's like dude this band's you know he was like dude this band's going band's going to blow up their you know all the labels and eventually landed at Hollywood
1: Yeah, there was some courting, as they call it, going
0: on. <laughs> I could imagine, man, because that was still at that really magical time where you know you would get
1: yeah, courted, and go. there was
0: money—you know, a lot of money being thrown around. You know, and it, yeah. does, that, does that seem like forever ago when you think about it?
1: Um, in a way, you know, I, I, I'm not one to really dwell in the past. Like I said, I, I'm being super creative and forward-looking with a lot of different projects, so. I've actually probably made way twice the amount of music since that band that I did in that band, um, so I don't think about it too much. But I do still live in the same town where that band became popular, so I'm constantly reminded whether I like it or not when I go out public or bet, you know, on the, be on the radio station or what have you. Which is all good; it's, it's not a big deal.
0: It's well, I mean, um, it, it helps in a way, but I, I mean, I. I could imagine, like I mean, I knew what it was like I mean, now the brand new sins kind of like it, it, somewhat active again, and you know we're all yeah. we're all hanging out. I mean, that was always a big thing in this town, and it was a constant a constant yeah. thing. But I can imagine what it was like because you guys were like next level, you know, you know, you were you were in an arena band in that area, you know, in that part of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's like to do that at some point, you are like, yeah, dude, okay. Cool, yeah. I was I was there, they're doing great. I don't you know, whatever they're doing I is cool. I'm I'm doing this though, so like if you go out and talk about that, we're cool,
1: you know. Yeah. No, like it's all good. I I, I understand that people um enjoy the work that I did not that band. I enjoy the work that did in that Yeah, I mean it's uh, all it. good, but you know, things change. Uh shit, shit It's it w I always kind of liking it to like um, if you got divorced from someone and then everywhere you go everyone's asking you about your ex or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things where it's it's not annoying, but it's just like oh right, you know, what I mean it's like a, a thing that you always have to kind of bring up and but it's all good and like I said, I've moved on musically, I've moved on personally and all that good stuff. So Yeah,
0: but but I imagine in the back of your mind it's like I know as a musician and as an artist, I knew when brand new sin started like I was like, man I know there's there's gonna be a shelf life whether it, it implodes or even if we became a huge band I know that there was like you know very few bands or artists will have a longevity of ten fifteen twenty twenty five you know decades of of things I knew that it was like okay I don't don't know how long it's gonna go, but I'm gonna ride as long as I go but I know when it's done I'm gonna do something else and I'm gonna you know this is what I do. I'm a musician. I'm a, I'm, you know, not to have a pun here, but I'm a lifer when it comes to this business at
1: this point. You know, I, I didn't have any backup. Plans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't think about that at all. I was going with the flow and I, you know, um, so once that did implode a bit, I had to kind of rethink my situation. Um, But you know what I mean. Um, I didn't really have a backup plan.
0: But you seem—you seem to, you know, from what I observe, to have navigated pretty well. You know, Um, and and not just as a musician, but like I mean, I remember when I first met you and we became buddies on the Saliva and uh, tour together with Green Wheel. And I remember the last date that we played was. and it was a place called Northern Lights, and just north of Albany. And I remember, and I remember seeing pictures of your son, that, and he was like a baby. And now I see pictures of you standing next to him, and dude, dude your boy's a big boy. Like he, you fed that boy well, you know. So it's like, in that regards, I'm like, man, dude, look at man, you've raised a pretty cool little dude, you know.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's all grown up now, and he's bigger than I am, and. Um, I remember a point a couple years ago I was like just from the physical standpoint where I was like, you know, being a dad and telling him what's what's up. He was his eyes were like over mine. I was like, Uh oh, I lost my uh yep. I lost my power play here or whatever the, the power differential is. Well, <laughs> how, big, how big is he?
0: He's well over six foot tall, right?
1: Um yeah, I'm about I'm like six foot, six foot one, so he's about six foot Two or three
0: is a kind of interesting. Me? Yeah, he plays. He's an offensive lineman, right, for Utica College. Yep. And we'll give a big shout out because one of the big markets. You know, we're not only in Syracuse, but Utica is also home to this the radio station oh. that I'm on. So, like, there's a ton, yeah. of, ton of Utica listeners, man. So. Oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. So. And didn't you say there was some connection with his coach and you or something? Yeah,
0: his his coach Blaze was, yeah. came in, when I played at St. John Fisher in Rochester, my senior year, Blaze had come in, and it was his first year, he was an assistant coach, he was an offensive coordinator at okay. that time uh, at, at St. John Fisher, and he was at St. John Fisher for a while, helped build that program up, and then Utica decided to have a football team, because it's still pretty much, with. I think it's only within the past 10 years that they have a football team. And he went and he built that program and he built that program out of nothing. So it's like, yeah, there's you know a very small little connection. So anybody that goes to Utica, I'm like, yeah, man, and it's that comes from the same, same, same uh, field that I was playing in, you know. So and that dude, that dude's done well and he's built a great program.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think they had a a pretty, you know, they had a great season this year and uh, I think last year they won some sort of bowl game or something. Yeah.
0: They've, got, they've come a long way man And division division 3 football is, is is competitive as they come i mean everyone watches the stuff that's on tv division 1 but like there's all these scrappers down at division 3 you know and it's like you're play, you're playing down there you don't ha, you know you don't get any like full, you're not getting a full ride you know you're down there getting an education and you're just beating up your body with knowing that like when you're done and after 4 years there's no nfl prospect there's no like you know Endorsement deals coming along the pipe, man. You're doing it because you just love to play the game, you know.
1: Mm. And is that what Fisher?
0: Yeah, Fisher, Fisher was what? Division Three, so it
1: was. Where is that? You uh, were Rochester. Oh, okay. So
0: right. just go, just go the other way, you know. Just go, come up to Syracuse, take a left instead of taking a right, and you know you end up in Rochester. So, so I mean, I guess we've gotten like uh, what you've been doing. Let me ask you this: and anybody I have here on a musician. What was your what was your favorite tour to ever do? What was the like? What was the lineup or and, uh, not necessarily the lineup, but a tour that you did was like, man, that was hands down my favorite tour.
1: You have uh, because of the because of the music or because of like personal vibe and stuff per, like person.
0: That. I always say personal man because you know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I've been on tours and then on the outside it looked great, but I was like, man, I couldn't wait for them to get done with because the <laughs> dynamic of the tour was just like l you know but like yeah. per- personally what was your
1: favorite one um i know that we got along with the three doors down guys um i yeah. remember a lot of fun hangs with them uh i remember that tour you know that guys, um I, I like those guys i like sully um I don't know. I guess since you're on the phone, I like to, pretend to hang out with you guys for yeah. sure. Man. I, had a, I had a blast on that town.
0: tour, man. That was yeah. like that was like a three week tour, and I just remember like that saliva at that time was like on top. <gasps> Like radio, that song had hit and like yeah. every show was sold out and every show was just it was, No, I mean, dude, we got on that tour at like the last minute and they're like, yeah, you can play and there was times that was like, it's 7 o'clock doors and you guys are on at 6.59 <laughs> so it's like, we're playing and the people are just kind of walking in and we're just like ripping it up but by the time, like 10 minutes into the set, like the club was filled you know, yeah. and, I, and I felt bad for poor Greenville, I love those kids so much and
1: Turn to a selfish ambition I see what I want and look past what I need And it was like we I forget we about them. Yeah. So you just said
0: the, we were bashing the faces. We were just I mean, we were just in your face. Heavy. Bashing the face and then Greenwill come out and they didn't give a shit. I mean, they just went up there and played, but man, what of like a stark difference And then to you guys and then to yeah. Saliva and they, dude, was that was like, like
1: uh there were six of you, right? So yeah. It's like, like a little army up there on the stage, man. And I know, and some of those clubs that and we guys, played weren't then, all that all big. Looked, you guys all had long hair and, like, beards, and, looked, <laughs> yeah. you know, you look like a, a gay,
0: whatever. And the crazy thing <laughs> is, with, like, some of those clubs, like, I think when they booked that tour, they didn't realize, anticipate that, like, that tour that that was going to sell as much or the saliva was going to get that big, like... We're playing some pretty small, well, sm- there was a couple clubs that were pretty small, and I can't believe that
1: we backlined enough shit
0: on that on the stage with four probably bands. like a
1: million uh million guitar- or, <laughs> cabs or something right yeah. I don't know.
0: we were running Fair. full stacks, three guitar players oh my God full fucking stacks we't we nice. didn't t- we did not care. I think there was times there was like i was I couldn't even walk around the drum set was in the front of the stage I couldn't get to the other side of the stage. And I'm like, well, whatever, dude, I'm just, ha- I'm just, I always had the attitude, like, some of the guys in the band were like, man, I don't got no room. I'm like, dude, I'm just fucking happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. This is what we get to do today. We don't have to get up and go throw garbage into the back of a truck or do some yeah. shit job. Like, this is what we get to do today. And people are going to buy us drinks, and we get to hang out, and we get to get drunk, and we get to do it again tomorrow. So, like, I don't care, you know. I still yeah, don't I mean, to this day.
1: Right on. Well, it's a good attitude. Good you approach. Know? I um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously sucks to be the opener. Um, yeah. I've been I've been on both sides of that coin. You know, I've played really small, shitty shows where you get no love, and then I've been on the flip side of that.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'll tell you st- I'm gonna tell you a story that one time that we did, and uh, and then I want I want to see if you got a story like that. Like we played a show, and I can't remember it was in Massachusetts somewhere. Okay and it was we were supposedly headlining with a bunch of like local bands. It was like an in-between or a one-off or something like that. It was just something to kind yeah. of fill the time and the only people that were at that ended up playing or ended up showing up at the show was um the sound guy, uh the Ooh. bartender, and like one <laughs> dude I think that was just at the bar because he was there drinking like noon. That was it oh. <laughs> that was it. There was all yeah, of us there, and we just kind of laughed, and we're like, fuck. And the guy was like, dude, you're still going to get paid. I mean, you guys want to play? Rehearsal. Me?
1: Yeah, so we I got to dude. paid rehearsal. And we
0: fucking, dude, we had one of our best shows
1: <laughs> ever. Oh, you, well, you should have shot your DVD that night. Oh, dude, it was, right? <laughs> just, but did, and, did, uh, you, did you ever, yeah, I'm sure you had sh-
0: Right, I'm sure you've had a show like that along the, along the way. Like, like have well, had one?
1: lots of dingers like that, man. Um, one that sticks out? I, I, I. I I know I played service to one, two, or three people. Those stick out. Those you kind of remember. Yeah. I don't think there was ever a zero, but neither was yours, right? There was one. There was one, but, dude, but I
0: don't think he even paid. Uh, I think he just happened to be at the bar when we all showed up, and they didn't, they're not kicking him uh, out because he was already there drinking. So,
1: you know. Understandably, so I remember a gig um, It would have been with Lifer as. So it was, like, right after September 11th. I think it was, like, the 12th or the 13th or something. So it was one of those things where we were, like, I think we had a show on the 11th and we canceled, and then there was a show, I think it was either the next day or the day after, I think it was in maybe Detroit or something. And we were, like, I don't know, dude. So like, obviously, like, there's a lot of other more important things going on yeah. than the stup- stupid rock show, you know? I think the group consensus was to go out and do it anyways. Uh, we went out and it was like a big ass club out there and there was one person. But it was like a, a big bill, it was like multiple rock bands and stuff. And it was like one person. But So we drove all the way out to Detroit. We were in we're Pennsylvania. All the way up to Detroit, and all the way back
0: for that for that show. I was like, uh, do, you, do you remember the venue? I was like. I was, I, Detroit it, always had weird venues.
1: It was a, It was this big theater. I don't remember the name, but I do remember the stage was like ten feet tall. Harpo's. Harpos. uh, Harpos, absolutely. I remember that. I was like, wow, that's the biggest stage, the tallest stage I should say I've ever seen. It was bizarre. We we played
0: Harpos a handful of times, and I think the first time we played Harpos was in... September of two thousand two, and we were on tour with Black Label Society, and Black Label Society shot their DVD there because there's been a handful of bands that shoot DVDs there. It's like Corrosion and Conformity shot a DVD
1: there, just because the stage is so
0: fucking tall.
1: Yeah, I think I, for some reason, I've seen that or own that. I don't know. Yeah. Remember, yeah. there's is this. I think there's a part where Zach Wild like put, kicks the monitor. Off the stage
0: or yep. something. Yep. Okay. We were we were on that tour and the, the, we drank like the crowd like before Black Label Society went on stage, the entire venue ran out of alcohol. <laughs> Jeez. And like people were getting pissed and it was like 900 degrees in there because I remember we were on the bus drinking with Zach and they he's screaming at his tour manager like we're out of drinks, go in the club and get drinks and they're like they're out of drinks. He goes, well, no, they're not. And he's like, no, the like a place is dry. They got no beer, you know. And so if you remember, it was
1: like he was misbehaving before he kicked those monitors. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. I mean, the tour that we did with Black Label, that it was like a. It was that was a
1: wet tour.
0: <laughs> ooh, that tour was only like fourteen dates in like seventeen days, and it that could have been shot for a Netflix miniseries. A shit that went on in that tour was. Unbelievable! Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get somebody involved in that tour. Zach's real tough to get on the horn, but I gotta talk to people about that tour because the night before we had played this club in, uh, like Edgerton Wisconsin, a place called Club Raven, which is like in between like, uh, Madison and in Chicago. And we had been drinking all day with Zach to the point where Zach was in the middle of his guitar solo and he just stopped and he looked at Nick, his guitar player, and said, you got it, and walked off stage, walks back in the dressing room and just pukes everywhere. And and his label people from, I think at the time he was on, was he on Artemis? The label representatives and his manager were there and Zach comes in the back and throws up and just passes out. And they're like, dude, he's only halfway through the fucking show. They're like, this never happens. And that's when they looked at us. They're like, all right, Brand New Sin and Black Label, you guys can't hang out together anymore. We gotta, we're gotta, going to kill each other, you know? But yeah, Harpo's is that club. Get back to that. And the other story I ever heard, two stories I heard about Harpo's. One, Rob Zombie played there as White Zombie way back in the day, and he jumped off that stage. I've heard him talk about this before. He jumped off the stage, and everybody just moved, and he landed on the floor and broke his ankle.
1: Like yeah, that's no
0: And in, t- in 10 places. And then the other one is that Dream Theater was playing there, and their tour bus got stolen while they were on stage. Like, they came out back after the show, and they're like, where the fuck is the tour bus? You know, a tour bus. <laughs> fucking whole tour bus. I mean, that's... But that's Detroit, man. The only what? shit like that would happen in Detroit.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking
0: crazy. Well, man, I'll I'm gonna... I'm gonna wrap it up, man. I appreciate okay. you spending some time with me, man. Uh, uh,
1: it's has been great talking. To you. It's been a while. Also, and, and oh, when you when you God.
0: next time you head up the Utica, whether it's for a football game or to come up and visit after the holidays, man. I got I got to show.
1: Any, uh, I got to take. Is there any new uh, more brand new essentials? Yes,
0: yes. Uh, we're, once this DVD is done, then we're gonna finish. Like a bunch of the guys have been writing, and um, you know, Slider and I are like it's. The cool thing about Brand New Sin now is like everybody knows their role. You know, like not everybody's like, hey, I'm the writer and I'm going to be involved in this and I want to be involved in the mixing and all that shit. Like, no. Everyone's like, I don't want to be any part of that. I'm going to be the writer. I'm just going to be the bass player. Joe, you're the business guy. Slatter, you're the guy overseeing production and the mixing process. Like everyone kind of knows their role and it's really, it's nice.
1: Yeah,
0: It's a nice place. So it's like while Slatter and I are finishing up this long overdue, like, DVD. Like, I just can't wait to get it done with and out, you know. But at the same time, I want to make sure that it's done right. But once that's done, like, Chris and the guys have written probably five or six demos. So we're like, all right, let's, let's. I don't know if we're going to make a whole record or if we're just going to, I don't know. We're just taking everything kind of day by day, you know. And then we're going to see what 2020 brings. But we're going to play a couple, we're going to play some more shows.
1: Well, I was at that show you're talking about. That was great, man. In the
0: room, so it was all night. It was, it was a fucking blast. It was, it was nice. And like I said, it's really nice to come back and like circle around and have. Not that we didn't get along after I left the band, you know. Like after I left the band, like there was never like animosity or like we hated each other. It just we didn't hang out for a little bit, you know. And people were making it out that there were there was more drama than there actually was. But I mean, if we ran into each other, we always hung out. But like over the years, we just kept getting we we kept getting closer and closer again. We're like you know, and then we just found ourselves hanging out as friends again. And I was like, wow, man, I missed hanging out with you guys. So I was like, maybe we should do a show, you know? So it organically right. happened,
1: you know. But yeah, we definitely, yeah, um, I think with my other band life, are we t- taking like. 16 or 17 years off. Quite a few. Well, yeah, you guys are, well, you guys are still playing shows from
0: time to time, yeah? What's that? You guys are still playing some shows from time to time. Lifer has, right?
1: Yep. We, did, we kind of got back together last year and did a couple shows and um, started writing some songs. And but like now next but but uh, in Cold. Nick is, yeah, he went off to do some work with Cold and, and other stuff. And then I think we're going to play... Um, around Christmas time down here in Pennsylvania. So, well,
0: maybe um, maybe, maybe we should do like a maybe we should do a lifer and brand new sin thing at some that point. That would be fun. I think that would be
1: real fun. We could fun. Meet in the middle. What's the middle? Binghamton. Yeah, Binghamton. <laughs> like we could do
0: would, we could do uh, one up we could do one up here we could do one in Binghamton we could do one in 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 northeast
1: well, PA. I, we used to play that band played in Binghamton quite a bit. I, I can't remember the name of the club, but I remember going up there. It's, it's, it's not that far of a drive for us. So.
0: Yeah, we got to make it happen. I tell um, you what, though, man the the stuff that Nick did with the cold with Cold that's yeah. that's a fucking good sounding record, man.
1: Yeah, he, um I think he's the producer on that, but I know he's the mixer. Yeah, he's the producer, co-producer, or something. But and he helped direct some of the tunes and stuff. So that's fucking um, great. And he's doing some good work there.
0: Oh, all right Always well Well, let's chat again soon, man. Again, thank you for your time. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to be posting some links in the in the podcast to everything that you've been doing uh, and everything, so people can check you out. So, man, Aaron, have a good day, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. All right, it's time for my album pick of the week. We've been talking to Aaron all episode. He's had a deep catalog, but let's pick something from his solo career. It's his most recent release. It's called Wolves and Butterflies. Click on the description of this podcast to check it out. It's a great record. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Aaron's really coming into his own as a solo artist. I really dig it. So Wolves and Butterflies by Aaron Fink.